Facebook Pile Banter. This is Amberly with Sarah and Kim. And today we are doing a bonus special episode for the Trans Rights Readathon. I'm going to go into a little bit more information about that. But the book we are discussing is Gender Queer. And that book is by, oh, I'm going to butcher this. I know it. May, Maya? I think Kobe. that's Maya. Maya Kobabe. Thank you, Sarah. Daenerys, you must go that way. And it was published in 2019. <sighs> In 2019 by Lion Forge Comics and Oni Press. Maya is non-binary and prefers civic pronouns. And I'm going to apologize now if I use these incorrectly. I've not had to interact with these ones very often. But examples are E laughs, I hugged M, Earhart warmed. So E, M, Air. And Kisera, sometimes you're better with those things. Am I doing those correctly? What? This specific pronouns. Um, I I suppose I also have not encountered them in the wild. So, okay. So, for anyone who we offend by now pronouncing those correctly, I apologize. We have not interacted with them in our day to day life. So we're trying our best. So E was born in 1989. Uh, this book was banned in 41 school districts in 2021 to 2022 school year, supposedly for being sexually explicit and for use of language. However, Maya fired back in the Washington Post that it was likely not the language and depictions, but more about the discussion of LGBTQ plus topics within the book. So the plot for this book is the graphic novel is the author's own biography as E explores air adolescence and adulthood while discovering air identification as non-binary and asexual. And you're going, okay, why are you talking about this? We are talking about this because March 27th, or let me read my thing. I, I am talking fast. Yes. Yeah. Quit moving the mic around. Your hand is like doing this. And your Listen. voice comes in and out, in okay. and out. Okay. <laughs> I'm trying. I have a lot of energy and, like, high distraction today. So, everyone being patient with me, I appreciate it. Okay. So, the Trans Rights Readathon is a readathon on social media to raise money on trans foundations and organizations. It is a decentralized movement proposed by Sim Kern on TikTok for March 20th through 27th to bring awareness to books with trans non-binary characters or were written by trans non-binary individuals. For today's episode, we are highlighting the organization Trans Lifeline, translifeline.org, which is a grassroots and nonprofit organization that seeks to provide direct emotional and financial support for trans people in crisis. You can donate. You can donate directly on their website, where they say twenty-five dollars helps the hotline connect with one individual. So, please, if you can, we would love to know that you have donated to this organization in the future episodes we will be highlighting two more organizations that help trans individuals but this is the one for here now do either of you have any chris <laughs> questions about trans lifeline no <laughs> nope. no no okay so i am i am going to do the best here there is going to be a lot of foibling. My brain has been scratchy for days. 
I can't speak. Okay. So, Sarah, you're the one who recommended this book. Yes. So what did you think of it? Um, honestly, when I read it the first time, because I'd already read it before I recommended it, um, I was very surprised at the amount of overlap between my experiences and the um, author, artist. I don't know how you would. Uh, they are the author and illustrator. Okay. You can just say author. Yeah, it's like the graphic novel. I don't I don't know which term. Yeah, they are they are both the author and the illustrator, and the colorist is their sister Phoebe. Uh, they are oh, Air's okay. sister Phoebe. I realized I am failing at using the pronouns. They prefer Air prefers. Air prefers. Okay. Yeah. Um, but uh no, I just Again, there were a lot of common experiences that I just did not expect to find in there. Um, Okay. So, because obviously an important thing is never to out anyone. Is there a particular experience or experiences you feel comfortable sharing with us? I mean, it's just like so much of... Um, is it air like there but without the yeah air yeah okay and it's m-e-m and then e like he but no yeah like taking off the h or the sh taking off the th for there or them okay that's what i thought but then i started to overthink it and i got worried (laughs) um again like i said this is the first time i've encountered these sets of pronouns just air life in general it's like air childhood when like out there in the rural area i did not grow up in a rural area but like (laughs) being very much what at least for me was always considered like a tomboy like like her childhood looked like my childhood kind of in a way with the tomboyishness. Um, um, snakes, obviously. I love the snakes. <laughs> yes. I was like, oh, <laughs> that's familiar. Um, well, oh, so the obvious thing is to point out is air is or he is the same age as us, unequivocally. Like, yes, you're same a snake. Age. So I knew at the moment that I saw yeah. that. In the book, uh, I was like, oh, okay. So, like, exact image. Certain well, passions that come along were key markers for our childhood. Um. So, yeah. Uh, anything else you want to share, or the uh, the whole pap smear thing? Yeah, a hundred percent. Like, I've actually never had one, but it's because <laughs> of the exact reasons that I experienced, like. I'm so afraid of that. And I, it's not even just like fear. It's just absolute aversion to it that I don't, Yeah. I, I would probably react in a similar fashion, if not just pass out or vomit while it was happening or both. <laughs> or both. Um, like that little part of it was just like, I don't know. It, 
it really resonated. Even if I hadn't had that experience, it's exactly what I imagined. And I've never had another person like really go into that kind of detail because it's always like, oh, it's necessary. You have to get it. It's not that bad. It's just like, it's like they are putting thing inside of you. And then they, well, I just. And- and let's let's be honest here. It, it's not like they've prepped your body to respond the way it should with something being inserted into it. So yeah, it is it is rather violating because your body is not doing what it naturally should be doing. In fact, because you're uncomfortable and you're vulnerable, you're having the exact opposite reaction you should be happening in that situation. So yeah, no, I could totally understand why for some people that would cause such an immense panic attack. And then adding to it, if you've not actually had a sexual experience that that is involved, I'm sure it cannot be like, it has to be so unpleasant to then have that that violation, essentially, that that insertion where you've never experienced it and it's your only reference for that sort of thing um so no i completely and under utterly understand why he had that like physical reaction to that situation okay so i'm gonna add to that a little bit because i've got obviously years of more experience (laughs) with this than y'all have um when a they a e e oh this is not going to work with my brain um just try your e, best yeah i know when e went to the second pap smear and looked back at the speculum and saw blood on it that to me indicates there's something more there than just the exam because that should not happen yeah, um, most definitely. So, for- and, it, and it could be that it, 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 that he, he has a, a very short, um, Jesus, I can't make the body parts come Vaginal canal. Vaginal canal. And, and so the, the speculum, even a very small one, was, was too long. Or when you're uncomfortable, that part of your body tenses up. It's not it's not doing what it's supposed to. It could be that they were too tense and their body, their muscles fought it. And that caused, you know, cutting or, or you know, anything like abrasion or anything like that. That could have caused it. Who knows? Um, okay. I don't know. I, 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 I yeah. can't speak to that. I have worked as a medical assistant before. So I have helped. With these, I haven't performed one, obviously. I was a medical assistant, not a doctor. Yeah. Um, and I never once saw a speculum come away come, with blood on it. Um, and I witnessed quite a few of them. So it was it, that that to me really spoke that there, there was something very unique for air situation. Um, yeah. So, but again, I've done many of these. I've had three children. I've had a miscarriage. It's not a great experience. And it doesn't help that when these exams were set up, it was set up by white men who thought 
that women had no nerve endings in that part of their body. They literally yeah. thought that. And so it's, why would this hurt? They don't, there's nothing there. They're yeah. just, just stupid men being men, um, which makes it an absolutely horrific experience as it is. Do you know that when I was young, a second person was not required to be in the room? Mm. It was you and the doctor. And that that's not how it goes. No, you have Uh, no there. If you have a male doctor or actually I think any doctor, there is a female assistant in the room, which is what I used to do. Um, um, So, yeah, there's somebody else there so that you're not. It's to cover their asses. Yeah, it's to cover their asses and to hopefully make you feel more secure. Trust me, there's nothing that makes you more secure. I, 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 I've had an entire classroom full of people come in and look at me, and and because of circumstances, and yeah, it doesn't matter how many people in the room. It is horrific. Um, yeah, but unfortunately, if you're sexually active, a necessity, a necessary evil. Yep. Okay, so. Wow, we dived into like one of the more intense more subjects like intense instantly. Subjects yeah. um, was there any other experiences that you wanted to point out, Sarah? Or do you want us to just kind of start talking about the book? I mean, and I, to clarify for readers, none of us identify as non-binary currently that I know of. So <laughs> I'm not I'm not like singling Sarah out because I'm trying to out things about her. Um <laughs> look, I don't even understand, honestly. I'm gonna be clear, I don't understand how the whole gender thing really works. I just you know to me, I don't like being female doesn't mean or at least as far as I know, like, I don't associate that with, like, specifically wearing dresses, being super girly, wearing lots of makeup. And I, I just, I don't know. Um, so, I got to the I end of reading this. Oh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. No, go. Right. I was just saying, I think that's kind of Air's point, is that you don't know. And, and it's, it's, you know, in my day, you didn't you didn't even think about it. It was male, it was female. Um, you may be gay, you may be straight. Um, and even when I was younger, younger, to be gay was was a scary thing because people were killed for being gay. Um, they are still then, killed for being gay. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes, I'm just clarifying. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, one of those episodes. It has to be. It's everything a, it's, I say. I know. I know. Um, I, I was addressing the past, not the yeah. present. Um, but at that stage, well, okay. So I was in high school, and my sister wasn't out. Um, but everybody knew she was gay, and so everyone looked at me and went, "Well, are you gay?" And I'm just like. <laughs> No, no, I'm I'm not gay. I'm straight. Um, but the assumption was that I was or could be at any moment. It was it would it, you know it, it could just break loose. Um, but where I was going <laughs> with this demon is, popping out of you, yeah, 
Um, but where I was going with this is is you you maybe don't know until you decide you want to think about it and address it. So, and some people never want to address it. They just, and, and that to me, it strikes you a, a bit of you, Sarah, is is uh, you're just going to live your life and do what you're going to do. And it doesn't, these labels don't matter quite so much. Whereas some people really need those um, things to identify themselves in. And, um, you know, I respect or- or I'd even say that sometimes there are people who the rest of the world needs to force that on them. Yeah. Not exactly. even necessarily that that individual needs it. Some do. But that because of how they present, the world insists that they have to. Um, and so and what I, I was going to say, kind of referencing for you, Sarah, is I got done reading this and I thought about it and I was like, I'm not feminine. I may have more feminine days than others, but I don't, I don't think of myself as female. I am female. Well, okay. I have been labeled as female my entire life. I'm not magically in this moment coming out as like non-binary or trans. Um, But at the same time I was reading this, I was like, why could I could I easily identify as being non-binary as opposed to female? And I was like, yeah. Uh, and the prime example I have of this is we started a book club at work. And I, I actively thought, I've got to introduce myself to these kids. And I hate, I hate with a passion being called Miss Amberly. I hate it. Every time I have someone, and I never correct them. Every time I have someone say that, I just want to be like, you can just call me Amberly. And so I went up to my coworker who I'm doing the book club with. And I'm like, listen, I, when I introduce myself, I'm going to tell them they can call me Amberly. I think it's silly to make them say Miss Amberly. They can call me Amberly. We are participating in an activity together. And, you know, there may be a child that needs to hear that, not a, a gendered identifier at the beginning of it. And she's because I was like, do you have a preference? She's like, well, I guess. And ironically enough, her name is Amber. She's like, I guess I can be Miss Amber. And I'm like, okay. And then she sat there for a moment and she went, no, no, I don't want a gender identifier either. I want to be Amber. (laughs) She's like, if you're not using it, I don't want to use it. (laughs) Um, So we made an active choice that when we started the book club at the library, we introduced ourselves as Amberly and Amber. Um, as opposed to traditionally, when you're an authority, Miss Amberly and Miss Amber, because I just I hate it, particularly because you have some people who they look at you and they're like, oh, you must be a miss, you know, a missus, a miss, a miss. And I'm like, I don't. My status is none of your business. And really, you don't need to be assuming my gender either. Am I female as a general identifier? Yes. But I got to the end of this. I was like, I easily could decide that I'm non-binary. Like, it's just a matter of do do I want that battle? And do I think me making a claim to that is taking away from somebody else who really needs that fight fought for them on their behalf? And that's what I came to at the end of it. I was like, I don't need it. I don't have to have that kind of identification in order to function within society. So I'm not going to claim it because I want to instead be an advocate for someone who needs that identification. 
I need, I, they need an ally more than I need to be identified as that. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So I don't know if that's how you feel, Sarah, if it's just kind of like it's not a, a need to function. I don't know. I also really need to pee. So um, <laughs> I'm going to go do that. If you could edit okay. that whole part out. I'm going to pause. Nope, it's in there. Here, you're doomed. I'm pausing. (laughs) Okay. Okay, so we are back. Um, Okay, I there were actually a couple of portions that I bookmarked. So I'm just going to pull up one of my bookmarks and use that as a guide to read a lead us through this because we can't really like discuss characters because these are real people and it feels weird to discuss real people as characters um so on page 116 they start talking about slash or gay comics and i will be honest i could relate totally with the friend when they said i think it's because i just don't know how to assign a sensation to a body part that i don't have i'm like i was like yeah i've i've never been into Achillean literature because I just I unequivocally do not in any capacity identify as male and I have no explain what Achillean literature is I've never heard that term male male lovers okay so you have sapphic pages are different from mine oh well mine says 118 119 maybe 116 I don't know yeah, that's when they're on the call with the person who liked them and wanted to go on a date with them. I was like, this is not where this is happening. Nope. Um, nope. This is at 48% of the way through. Huh. So just calculate the percentage but I of remember your book. the part. Yeah. Yes, calculate um, the percentage. Okay. <laughs> but uh, I, I remember reading that and thinking, I, you know, I, I've never had that thought. Like, unequivocally, I do not in any capacity uh, identify with wanting male organs. <laughs> like, it's it's never it's never been an interest or dawned on me. Uh, however, I, I do like because I'm pansexual. I do like sapphic cyst oriented romantic relationships in books more than I do Achillean. I don't mind reading Achillean. I just, it's not... Sapphic cyst? Sapphic. And then cyst, so like, normal. Like like heteronormal. Sorry, hetero relationships. I'm trying here, man. I'm trying. Well, yeah. (laughs) I just, you said cyst, as in like... I was thinking cisgender, but I just... cyst, but I also am not quite sure... Uh, no, I just can't make sounds correctly. I should have just let it go and assume that, but I got, I actually got like really hung up on no, it. No, for no, no, no you're good. You're good. So I like sapphic and hetero based relationships in books. I don't hate Achillean. I just like, I'm like, it's a thing. It's there. That's great. I'm glad this person has that representation. But like, I don't like self insert myself in those situations. Does that make sense? Yes, but it's so funny because. I'm 
the opposite point of view in this. (laughs) I'm with Maya here, but not because I'm like envisioning having male genitalia or anything. Although it would be so convenient when you have to pee outdoors. If you had (laughs) one, that would be the only benefit. Honestly, if I had neither, that'd be awesome. But, um, like for me, I prefer the Achillean or, or hetero, but not the sapphic because I don't want to identify with the characters. I don't want to imagine the sensations because then it becomes too real, becomes invasive. It makes me uncomfortable. So it's like, if it's both men, great. No, no overlap there. Don't have to, you know, deal with my imagination going wild or inserting me anywhere. It is just distant. Well, and it's, it's, it's interesting because for our generation, slasher gay fan fiction is, I mean, at one point they even reference Wincest. Um, oh, yeah. And I was just like, wow. Huh? I said, you say for your generation. Well, you do listen. know that, that it, it, it was my generation of women that started the whole Wincest thing, right? <laughs> Yes, yes, yes. I meant reading the fan fiction. And yes, 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 I know. Uh, that's Which I'm of us has actually written too. fan fiction? Um, I just meant it that we're at the same age as this author. So like those conversations, you don't collect together with groups of your peers and giggle about it in the same room. Our peers were doing that. No, we just did it on the internet. Oh no, you don't. You, Sorry. You you don't think that i have oh okay. well we do it on the internet too yeah <laughs> okay fine i'm 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 excluding kim when i shouldn't so our yeah. two generations thank you uh, are you referencing supernatural fanfic yeah specifically yeah. or just Wincess. fan fiction in general well fan like, fiction in general but longer like Star Trek. Yes, I guess it's through Star, Star Trek. I was referencing more specifically like the fact that they reference like Wincest, which is very much like it came out in the 2000s when we were teens heading into young adults. Um so our generation grew up with Wincest. Well, as Kim's generation, mine didn't. I didn't. I I lived in a pretty, pretty separate bubble, honestly. Okay. Well, which is funny because it also references Sandman, and it's thanks to your friends that I learned about Sandman and became obsessed. Yeah, but that was that was after college. That was like yeah, early twenties ish. Yeah. True. True. Um. I don't know where I was going with this, but yeah, I found it interesting because I was, I suspected Sarah that you were going to relate to the character's desire for gay Killian fan fiction. I don't think Kim has a preference toward a Killian fiction. <laughs> Do you want me to answer that? I don't care. <laughs> yes. It doesn't affect me what you want to read. Uh, I've read it. Um, the problem was it was mostly Wincest and the incest aspect of Wincest was enough to just make me just be. It, and so it, it made that difficult. I tried to delve into other fan fiction type stuff and I never really got 
caught up in any of them. So Supernatural is the only one I really ever. Okay. But what about Achillean stories? Because we've read a couple now for podcast. And as long as they don't go into um, body excrements, <laughs> then I'm fine. <laughs> when there's when there's gobs of gunk hanging all over the place, I'm done. <laughs> you are body fluid aversion. I am. But the I minute am. you have Aversed? a girl with a vagina, there's like wet panties and ripping juices like, yeah the two of you find that disgusting too like that's why i said bodily aversion bodily yes. wet aversion yeah but you're talking about achillean and i just want to make it clear that it also yeah. exists unfortunately oh no it, it does. does it does absolutely all Man, body types. When, with the character when not the character when the author talks about airs feelings on bodily fluids i have the two of you in my head so hard <laughs> so hard i'm like oh oh my god even the friend was like or the friend of the sister was like have you tasted yourself i was like people don't do that i knew i knew this was going to get discussed i don't want to discuss the part. <laughs> i don't you i don't i don't we're gonna we're gonna skip that one that was the that's the one part i like was like please no one bring it up <laughs> i only brought it up because as i was flipping through the pages i saw that part and i was like that can't be real now i really um, want to know why you have an aversion to that part in particular i just i don't want to discuss that i i don't <laughs> I, just, I don't okay well, I, I don't that. want to know the sexual activities of my mother i do not want to disclose the sexual activities of myself i just <laughs> hard stop right there <laughs> i'm done all right thank you sarah you, you found my line <laughs> discussing one's experience with bodily fluids is that line oh man okay so what about let me see here oh so i don't know if either of you have read this um but oh what would be the pronoun okay maya references another like like quintessential lgbtq plus queer uh graphic novel fun home and like i could see the influence of fun home on this massively and i was so like i was loving it um because i read fun home in college when one of my professors wanted to look at graphic novels as literature and it was like one of their prime examples is that graphic novels can be literature was Fun Home. Um, so have you either of you read Fun Home? Nope. Never even heard of it. Oh, man. <sighs> yeah. Sorry. Now I gotta make you guys read Fun Home. Um, for anyone who doesn't know, Fun Home is about a author who is, and which is uh, Allison Betchel. Um, Betchel. Betchel writes about her experiencing realizing that she is a lesbian while at the same time her father is realizing that he is gay 
but they're not while they're having this revelation at the same time they're not really talking to each other and so it's Betchel's experience growing up and trying to come to terms with what her identity is and what it means for who she wants to be um and so it's just it's really good it's and in fact in the uh, the panel um Maya has completely dropped all color that she's been used or air has been using um which is very reminiscent of in Funhouse it's all like blues no, lack of color it it was amazing i just like i was like oh that's perfect so yeah that's it i just i needed it too draw attention to that <laughs> bodily fluids needed to um, take a moment to appreciate it i had to take a moment to appreciate it oh okay uh so the next part that i had mentioned and like i could relate to was when he goes to find underwear particularly underwear for that time of the month <laughs> and like the struggle of the fact that it they uh He needed to, yeah, yeah, sorry, I, I'm glitching, I'm glitching bad. He needed to find something that would work because boxers are not built for pads. And about this point, we know that they're not someone who is interested in necessarily using tampons. Um, and... Like, I just, like, I, I understood, like, the, the struggle of what are your period underwear and what is your non-period underwear? And why does underwear have to be so girly? Like, I have never understood why underwear has to be so girly. Um, I hate girly underwear. I don't know if you two feel the same, but I hate girly underwear. I mean... I would never wear like a thong, but the bikini style section at Target. I usually find ones that just have like dark blue, blue, white, black. Like black. Don't even have to have I, a, all like, of mine are black. Yeah. I don't what color? Kind of like patterns. Ugly no, patterns. No. Like who cares? No one's gonna see it. I mean, you know. No, I hate I hate in I my mind. Hate patterned underwear. I don't know why, other than my Halloween ones. I do love my underwear with Halloween patterns. Um, that is the exception. <laughs> I don't know why. It's just because it's Halloween. Um, but otherwise, it needs to be black. But for anyone who doesn't know, there is actually a brand called Tomboy that makes boxers with a special gusset in the middle of it so that you can attach a pad to it. So they do gender inclusive underwear. And part of that is they have and they have also um, because they do a line of period underwear where you can just wear the underwear and you don't have to wear like a pad or anything. And they do have that in their boy shorts and boxers as an option. So it has the internal like padding so that you don't have to wear girly underwear in order or feminine cuts in order to deal with that time of the month. So. I saw that and I was like, oh, it's so good that we've gotten to the point where there are companies that offer these options. Yeah, Maddie Body has boy shorts um, as an option. They're another period underwear company. Yeah. I, I use them. Yeah. Oh, I love period underwear. 
so nice. There's Never had the experience. <laughs> what? They didn't exist for me. Oh. oh, yeah, yeah. No, there are just, there are days where it's like, I don't, I, I don't want to deal with inserting anything. I don't want to feel like I have this collection of cloth between my legs. I just, I just want to know my clothes aren't going to get ruined. Perfect. A plus that I don't have to stress my clothes. <laughs> and I could just put on a pair of underwear. Um, yeah. But best thing ever. Pads. pads are so irritating. But obviously I'm not going to insert anything in there. So tampons and like cups and stuff out of the question. That's just mm-hmm. not going to happen. Honestly, so. like I used to use tampons when I was really young. Um, But it's gotten like heavier. So that's not always an option and i never i never liked the risk of toxic shock syndrome like there's something Mm. about that that my brain's like i just the fact that it could kill you (laughs) yeah yeah i'm like i just you have to leave it in for like days in order to get i know but like it doesn't and also it comes down to the fact that a lot of tampon companies i didn't i got to the point where i was like i really don't know what they are treating these with that i am just just putting into like one of the most sensitive parts of my body for my body to absorb whatever chemicals they put. It's just a mucous membrane. It's definitely not going to absorb everything you put in there for sure. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And so I I stopped using those and I tried to do a cup, but it's not, it's not easy. Um, At least not for me. I'm I'm not a cup person. Um, I tried. because I was like, Oh, fantastic. Reusable, you know, just water. Life's good. A little bit of soap to clean it, boil it when necessary. You know, life's good. And no, life is not good because if you don't get that in the right way, it's too late. Once you <laughs> realize it is too late. <laughs> so, yeah. And for anyone who's going, dear Lord, I didn't know I was going to get a breakdown of all of their periods. You're welcome. Come on. <laughs> the book is gender queer. There's a significant yeah. part. I mean, there's another similarity there What's that, that I felt. Just the whole period thing, like getting it. Oh, yeah. I dreaded that for a long time. I mean, and then I felt so ashamed when it started. I don't know why. But I, I don't remember feeling shame. Or, yeah, I don't I didn't want to have to tell my mom. I felt like I had failed in some way that it had started. And I was like, I, it went I, really long without it. I can't. I don't remember the first time I got my period. Kim might know. I don't. I think I just told her and she handed me stuff and life went on. Like, I like I was young, but like, it was I mean, not- I think that's how it went for me, too. I just I dreaded it for a long time and I didn't want to do it. And then it was like, oh, OK, I guess. Because for me, it was the day after Christmas um, of my freshman year in college. No, not college. Sorry. Oh. No, not college. High school. High school. High school. I was 14. Oh, I was like 11 or 12, I think. Yeah. I know everyone in school had their period. They talked about it. And I oh, would just be like, I was the first one. I am familiar with that experience. Uh, I was early enough that I was like the first one. Um, But I never... I never felt traumatized by it. I hated the cramps. I still hate the cramps. I just want to crawl up into a ball and not move. I hate that society makes us function. Like, really, all of the brain cells are doing nothing. They're just thinking about pain. Could we just let me 
be at home and miserable. Um, all of society. Denmark is is like on the cutting edge. You can now have take leave for periods. Yeah. Yeah, paid leave. Amazing. Think. Yeah. What's that? Yeah. Paid leave. Yeah. Yeah. You get. I think it's. I think. They did twenty four days in a year. Basically, you can take two days off two each days month. A month. Yeah. Um. So that you can deal with that, and then on top of whatever else other leave you have that you could then use with it, but that way you have at least two days a month that you don't have to take away from your vacation time to suffer in misery. Um. But yeah, I never. It, it's really weird reading this book and the author is talking about Air's experience with like being uncomfortable with their Air's bodies and like their how they presented and what they wore Air wore. And I I don't remember that ever being a problem for me. I have always just been, I am me, this is who I am, take it or leave it. And so, and that's been my case with my personality. Every once in a while, though, I get a little nervous about friendships and stuff. Um, and, like, how I appear. Um, the only time I've ever actually altered my body is be- because I was having back pain, and so I needed a breast reduction. Otherwise, I've just, like, I am me. This is who I am. This is who Kim raised. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I don't think Kim has any self-conscious fears of her, her body. I don't know. Did you have that experience when you were younger? Well, I mean, are, are we talking about starting my period? Yeah. Period. Just everyone just does usually. that. I, I think everyone has that experience. It, it's but they make Except it such a from what? Except for me, I didn't. Well, except for you, but I consciously made it no big deal. We talked about. I it know you just you said everyone has that experience. I'm like, yeah, not me. <laughs> no, but they they society makes it such a taboo thing. You can't talk about it. You can't. You can't. You you're teased about it. You know it. Yeah, it's it's just stupid. It's not like you have any control over the matter. No, you clearly chose to bleed and be born. With female, female reproductive yeah. organs, so you clearly made an active choice and must suffer for it. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I do love that Baymax episode though, where Baymax helps the little girl with her first period. That that was cute. I don't know if Sarah's seen that episode. No, but I saw people talking about it. So oh, it's so adorable. I may have even seen the clip episode. Oh. Yeah. It's just a little short. It's like twelve minutes. Starts helping him in the in the in the aisle, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> oh man, and the, the uh, that's great too because I've I've forgotten that the inclusivity of that moment where they all were just like we were a moment ago talking about their preferences for handling it and what kind they buy, and we had non-binaries. We had someone who was clearly transgender in that episode. Like it was just it was great. Yeah. Um. Let's see here. Did I have any other any other moments? I saw that really squeaky. Oh, well, I already talked about this, but I did mark that every time I get ready to meet a new group of students, I wonder. And I it made me instantly think about 
having to make that active choice of how I was going to introduce myself to the the book club and making the active choice to not have any gender identifiers for myself when I talk to them. Um, I don't know if you guys ever wonder about how... How, how you introduce yourself to new groups i don't i stand there until someone introduces me for me or you know I, I just hope to be overlooked i should have known this the number of times i've had to introduce you that's <laughs> like i'll just stand there and i'll either be like i am not here or if someone acknowledges that i am here it's like whatever they said that that's me the and number of times I were like, oh, yeah, this is Sarah. Yeah. <laughs> she does this. <laughs> um, okay, so were there any parts that you guys wanted to talk about in the book? Did it give you any massive revelations that you didn't have previously, Kim? <laughs> no. <laughs> does no, it make I you concerned for our generation? No, actually, I, I think it's great. I think it should be mandatory reading. Um, I think it should be in probably freshman year, maybe a little bit sooner. You don't want to get too much sooner than that because yeah, some of the stuff is pretty intense. Um, or they just won't take it seriously. Yeah, yeah. But no, I think it should be mandatory reading in the schools, all of the schools, including Florida's schools. Especially Florida schools. Especially, uh, Tennessee's yeah. too. Yeah. Oh yeah, Tennessee. All of them. All of them that are questioning all of this and you know, it, yeah, the denial is just Well and it, it's do, yeah, so I, important. Go ahead, Sarah. I was gonna say I do wish that like I had had to read something like this in high school. I just feel like it would have been a shortcut in certain ways um maybe not so much the gender stuff but you know so can i can i can i share uh how you discovered that other identifier yes okay so and i've been waiting for sarah to be comfortable for this to come out i didn't want to be like the one to like out her um sarah one day i'm reading a book i can't even remember what i was reading and I came across the identifier of, oh, no, my brother was telling me about being asexual. And, like, he was describing what it meant. And I was listening because I'm proactive in hearing that. And, like, a couple weeks later, I just walk up to Sarah at work and I go, have you ever considered if you're asexual? And she looked at me and she goes, what is that? And I described it to well, her. And there's she went, a little bit more to it than that. Oh, was there? Yeah. Go ahead. Yes, because my friend, my coworker, um, I don't. I'm not going to say her name, but like, she yeah, had, her. she knew that I found Michael Fassbender attractive. So she told me or dared me to watch the movie Shame, in which he has full frontal nudity. And so I was telling her about the movie after I had watched it. And I had told her, and I think you were either within a hearing distance or you were already in the conversation that like, he's handsome, but I didn't care about what was going on below the belt. And like, either right after that or shortly thereafter is when you had asked me. Uh, yeah, and I went, Sarah, are you, I'm like, you don't have to answer this because I don't want to force you to. I'm like, but are you asexual? And and that's when you looked at me and you were like, what is asexual? And then I described it to you and you went, oh, 
Yes, I think I am. And you were in your late 20s at this point. No, like early 20s. Had, uh, this was... No, we would have been over 25. 2012 to 2014 was when we worked at that job. I was 22 through 20... Something. I want to say 24, but that doesn't line up quite right. No, 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 no. We had this conversation at the second job, not the first one. No, this was at the first one. No, nope, because... It okay, like just a second. <laughs> we got our timeline straightened. We just needed to be able to say <laughs> names we couldn't say without, like... And locations. Yeah. And, <laughs> and I realized part of it is... What I was mixing it up with is there were a few conversations that happened at the second company where I defended you when they were trying to push those kinds of conversations on you. And I would shut them down. Um, Because I know that had happened a few times without trying to out you because I I didn't want to out you to them. But I'd be like, yeah, no, she doesn't want to discuss that. That's not interesting. Let's move on. We're going to talk about this instead. And they would try so hard. (laughs) (laughs) Nature of gossip. Not well-meaning friends that think that you know if they try to push you a certain way you'll suddenly see the light and you're like nope, yeah i've seen the light all along and i don't want this shit yeah they still no, reference like light. oh you know when you have kids i'm like mm. <laughs> <laughs> this is, there's multiple factors here but i can guarantee you that unless something goes deeply deeply wrong is not gonna happen <laughs> well i i've been informed in the past that apparently when a pansexual and an asexual are friends, they get like they end up being like pancakes. They refer to them as pancake friendships, um, because usually the person who like is most understanding of an asexual individual is pansexual. Because pansexuals are like, do I want it sometimes with some people? Yeah. Are there people who I adore who don't want it, and if they don't want it, I don't want it. Yeah. Um, and so they're the ones who are most likely like, no, we're not having that conversation. No one wants it. Go away. <laughs> Um, apparently it's a regular thing for those friendships to form. Um, so Sarah, we are pancakes. (laughs) Pancakes are good. Yep. (laughs) So, okay. Uh, is there anything else you guys wanted to discuss about this book? Um, I just say if anybody's listening that Still. doesn't really yeah that doesn't really understand gender maybe dysmorphia um yeah. dysphoria dysmorphia it's dysmorphia yeah um but if if you don't understand it and would like to to read something that would really help you understand that process because this the this the writer a starts when is a child and talks about heirs' experiences, and and so it nicely done. Oh, um, it's a great way to unfold all of that and to really see it for what it or actually you, is. Or if you know someone who's experiencing that, this would be a great book to recommend yep. to them. I mean, yep. obviously, uh, you, you hopefully have read it by this point, um, and obviously, we very much chose this because of uh, the trans reads trans rights read marathon um so we're kind of entering in with some presumption that you're 
functioning in that same realm of existence. And that's why you're listening to this episode. And hopefully you're enjoying us identify, although we didn't talk about trans so much with this. Um, I mean, it's there, but I don't feel like it's something that like we had to delve into the yes or no of it like it's just this is a person and this is how they feel and or air feels and that is a hundred percent valid and anyone else who feels like that it's a hundred percent valid to feel like that and to do what you need to do in order to feel comfortable in your own body i, I think these two 100 percent agree with me on that one definitely so okay um we would normally do ratings. Do we want to do ratings with our trans reads or do we just want to give how many stars we gave it? I think just how many stars. Okay. Um, so, yeah. And so I'm like, I don't think we need to break it down on certain things that, that this isn't quite that kind of Well, it's autobiographical. Read. So, you know, yeah. it's, it's kind of uh, it seems how exciting. <laughs> how exciting was this person's life? <laughs> How emotionally engaged were you with they it? They could have done more stuff. Jeez. <laughs> um, I mean, emotionally engaged, though, I would give it a five. I would <laughs> very give it a five, too. Oh, man. Yep. Again, this is uh, one of those things where it's like, yeah, there wasn't... Obviously, it's not like a one-to-one comparison, but it's a lot more similar to things that I experienced than I did when I read other books with characters. Mm-hmm. I was wondering that, Sarah. I really was. Uh, Especially the haircut. Oh, my God. That was, like, exactly the same. I went through that exact <laughs> situation where it's like I wanted it short. Really short. And what did they do? They gave me a basic A-line. Because she didn't I, want it to look too dikey. In her I words. did not Sorry. have that problem. Because I sick. went to my mom and said, I want to cut my hair short. And she went... She wants her hair short. And if it didn't seem as short as I wanted it, my mom was right there going, nope, you can go shorter. I used to chop my hair short, 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 short. I did it right before my sister's wedding. My mother was so mad at me. I had long, long hair. And I I was mad at my sister. We won't get into the details about her wedding. And I went to the hairdresser and said, cut it short. And uh, the hairdresser's like, are you sure? It was shaved up the back. (laughs) Yep, cut it. Well, cut it. And and I experienced this is I would have and it, it drives me nuts. Hairdressers shouldn't comment on this um, because I would have it where I would have really long hair and I would decide I want to cut it short. And then I'd be like, oh, I don't know that you can pull off short hair. And then they would cut off the hair the way I wanted it to. And they're like, oh, my God, it's so amazing on you. I'm like, <laughs> or like when you shaved your head during the yeah. pandemic and like it yeah. grew out like yeah, it looked really good. Like when it was really sh- like when it was short, yeah. and it went through all the stages. I was like super jealous. I was like, God. <laughs> but oh, but man, that's the thing is, is like that. I would get comments like that from hairdressers, and I'm like, what do you say to someone who doesn't, who can't pull this off after um, it's done? Right? It's like after it's done, well, it'll fall out. Like, Don't worry. Yeah, and I'm like, and and I knew it was part of part of it was they were worried whether or not it would look feminine on me, and it's like it. I used to get the comments when I was, when Mike and I were first married. Is your husband okay with this? I don't, and I would be like, it doesn't bloody matter. He doesn't get a say in what I do with my hair. I don't tell him what the military told him what to do with his hair. I don't tell him what to do with his hair. I don't have any say in the matter. It's his hair. It's my hair. We don't tell each other what to do. 
Um, yeah. yeah, but I used to hate that. Well, Other than the beard. Care? <sighs> but he grew it. Did I ever tell him to shave it? I did not. No. I didn't tell him he I just... didn't like it. And you did warn him he may not get as many kisses. <laughs> it's a fact. As many went down to zero. That's just nastiness going on there. That's just gross. <laughs> but you never stopped him. Like no, no. <laughs> Grew out his hair. Then you went, yeah, okay, I just am choosing gross. not to engage in you while this is happening. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. So, Sarah, what was your overall rating for this book? Five. Okay. Kim, what was your overall rating for this book? Five. Okay. Mine was five, too. Shocking. Um, <laughs> next time, our next trans read is coming out on the 24th, and it is going to be The Seep. So if you've not had the opportunity, we highly recommend picking it up. Oh, Kim's very excited for that I one. I started reading it today. It's, it's <laughs> good. It is. I brought it before. What's that? Uh, what did you say, Sarah? Oh, I said I just picked it up from the library today. Mm. It smells really good. Yeah, I, I've read it before. It is good. It is a trip. Um, so if you want to join us on that trip, go grab the seat, read it. I know it's on a lot of people's recommendations for uh, the trans readathon. Um, as was genderqueer. This was all over the place. I was so excited. Uh, our third pick is the only one that I haven't seen it referenced a lot. <laughs> it's not been on a lot of people's TBRs, but oh, and, and the number of an indie book, right? Yes, independently published. Um, and did it come out recently, or has it been out for a while? No, it's been out for a couple of years now. I think oh, 2019 okay. is when it came out, but I'm not sure. Um, and then I hadn't realized how many of our episodes in the past featured trans characters or trans books. Because um, everyone would be showing their, their TBR and be like, oh, we did The Deep. Oh, we did Hell Followed With Us. Oh, we did that one. <laughs> I'm like, oh, we were inclusive before it was necessary. Go us. Head on back. <laughs> um, so, okay. On that note, our intro and outro music is by Grant Newman and is called The Battle of the Nile from Epidemic Sound. Don't forget to like, rate, and subscribe to Book Pile Banter on Spotify, Amazon Music, iTunes, or whichever platform you listen to your podcast from. We would love to hear from you on any of our social media platforms, such as Instagram or TikTok. You can find us at book underscore pile underscore banter. And don't forget, if you are looking to support a trans organization, this episode, we partnered with Trans Lifeline. You can find them at translifeline.org. They take their donations directly there. And their one-time donation, they just request at least $25 to help connect someone to their hotline. So please go give them a consideration. They also do monthly setups, or I think the lowest they do or request is $10, but anything counts. So we can't wait to talk to you until next time.